Yan, makameta, kamusta? Subscribe to my channel. Ayan na naman tayo mga ano style natin dito, mga kameta, kamusta diyan? Okay. Ito 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 today, pag-usapan natin itong issue ng banning daw. Potentially pwede ba or dapat daw i-ban yung foreign movies, especially ito yung mga uh, ano tawag ba diyan? K-novela. <laughs> Ano ba tawag dyan? K-pop novella, K-wave, whatever you want to call it. Ito yung mga Korean movies that dominate both mainstream, Netflix, all sorts of different platforms. Puro mga Koreans, Koreans, Koreans. Kaya kung minsan tinitingnan natin mga Netflix algorithm ng mga ating mga, uh, ano, mga pinsan natin, mga ano natin, purong Korean, Korean, Korean. Di ba? Lalo na yung mga iba dyan nakikijumper sa Netflix, di ba? <laughs> Nakikiride ka sa Netflix account ng iba. Pag mistakenly punta ka dun sa account na iba, naku, po, po, kurian, 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 kurian. Yan, sa tuloy, nag-comment itong uh, senator natin. Isa sa mga senators natin talaga. Mga the best talaga mga senators natin. Na baka naman, baka naman, kailangan natin na more drastic measure. So, pag-usapan natin yan. Because guys, just to give you a overview of my argument on this issues and, uh, issue. And a while ago dun sa Twitter, uh, ayan, nag Tapon ako ng mga arguments and materials there. Uh, my own take on the issue. I mean, una-una, wag natin kalimutan, we used to have our own golden age of Philippine cinema. In fact, may time na naalala ko, may mga meet tayo from Malaysia, Indonesia, even African countries, no? At biglang sasabihin nila, ano yun? Pangako sa'yo. Alam mo yung mga kilala nila yung mga eh, si Judy Ann Santos, yung mga ganong kilala nila, di ba? This was like 10, 15, 20 years ago, di ba? Uh, so we had our golden age. In fact, we had probably at least two waves, or if not three waves, now all the way to early 2000s. Na very dominant in Philippine movies, and actually in export natin lang sa ibang bansa, no? So it's not that hindi natin kaya, you know. Hindi naman ito. It's not that we are weak. It's just that they're strong. Okay. Hindi. May time naman tayo na malakas tni yung ating cinema, ama ating kameta, right? So. The other thing we have to keep in mind is there's also an element of design here, meaning, hindi out of nowhere naging superpower ang Korea. Whether sa technology or industry, pinag-usapan natin in different meta, pero bati doon sa issue ng food diplomacy, issue ng K-wave and K-pop, ang laki po nung role ng Korean government, especially yung Ministry of Culture nila, in pushing for export of their cultural products no nang ngayon naging multi-billion industry yung BTS nga naalala ko nasa Korea tayo the other uh, the other uh, month no July no naalala ko yung mga kausap ko yung mga Koreans there sila rin na surprise sila na sumikat ang BTS abroad because sa tingin nila BTS was not even one of their best but but thanks to this whole global industry and support from the Korean government including from former president Moon Jae-in Uh, you know, BTS became a global phenomenon, and way before BTS, we had si ano si Gangnam Style, de ba si? Pangalan niya si yung ano yung bad boy ng Gangnam, de ba? Uh, na na beat panya yung record ni Justin Bieber, siya yung isa sa mga unang nakabot sa billion views sa YouTube, no? So we have over the past ten years nagita natin dominance ng Korean wave or K-wave or K-pop, K-novela, whatever you want to call it, and this is out not out of nowhere, no? Ito ay hindi lang dahil magaling ang mga Koreans. I mean, Koreans have been here for a long time. Pero bakit ngayon lang naging ganun sila ka-dominant? So obviously, there's an element of design there, ating mga kaibigan. And then the other thing also we have to discuss is what are we supposed to do to help the Philippines? Philippine cinema, no? I believe the banning is not the way forward. 
But there are a number of measures we can look at. First, there's the French version, l'exception culturelle. Uh, well, they look at, for instance, the quota systems to make sure na yung, sa kan, yung kanilang French products or movies ay uh, hindi ma-overwhelm ng mga Hollywood movies. Not yet yung Korea ng threat sa kanila. But the Hollywood movie has been really a big threat to France for a very long time. So they have different regulations, subsidies, tax break systems to help their domestic industries. Korea also has been giving a lot of support to their cultural uh, and creative industry for quite some time. The same way that the Korean government was very much behind the rise of their manufacturing sector na pinag-usapan natin in a previous meta. So hindi yan out of nowhere mga kameta. At pag-usapan natin yan uh, one by one. Puntaan natin yan. And of course, let's not forget ABS-CBN. In fairness to ABS-CBN, I'm not going to get into the debate over ABS-CBN franchise and all. But ABS-CBN played a very, very important role dun sa restoration ng mga magagandang movies natin dun sa second wave of golden age of Philippine cinema no uh, barami sa mga movies na yan ay, ay na na, na nirestore ng ABS-CBN and despite yung mga challenges sa ABS-CBN ngayon nirestore pa rin yata nila yung mga ibang movies pag-usapan din natin yan kasi mahalaga yan eh restoring our old movies reminds us of our potential it also can be a revenue a driven industry in itself and it also can provide inspiration and push dun sa new generation of directors at sa ating kasalukuyan na uh, cinema and film industry no so in the same way na yung Philippine pop ay nahirapan but yung Philippine film film industry ay nahirapan din but we saw that some countries who have had similar problems like the Philippines like for instance yung Bollywood ang Bollywood po ay nagle-level up na so if you have watched movies like RRR or yung mga Sacred Games pa yun, yung series nila on Netflix, for instance, you can see nagiging more edgy ang mga Indian Bollywood movies. It's not just like, ganyan-ganyan sa mountain, ikot-ikot. Hindi lang gano'n. It's, it's a bit more than that now. Medyo may depth, may social relevance, etc. Uh, pag-usapan natin eh, baka nag-stand-up comedy naman tayo. Delikato tayo. Diyan, mga kameta. So let's go through this, mga kameta, kasi... I think this is a serious issue to really discuss because malaki implication nito for us as a, as, a, as a nation because if we are not proud or we 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 don't feel comfortable with our with our own production good luck na lang sa atin. So of course naging big issue yan thanks kay ano Senator Jingoy right salamat sa kanya naging malaking issue yan sige palitin natin yung sarili natin ligay natin dito sa tabi sa ano <laughs> Ayan, tuloy. Okay, dito muna tayo. Ayan, ay malaking issue yan. Kasi si Senator, ayan, medyo may mga comments siya. May hot take siya dito. Uh, at of course, hindi lang hot take pag Senator nagsalita kasi pwede maging batas yan. Uh, dito sa issue ng how to help the Philippine industry. no So, these are, uh, these are the, just to be exact, no, so, yung banning K-drama, K-drama pala tawag dyan, k hindi K-novela, no? uh, has crossed apparently his mind, sabi ni Senator Jingo Estrada. Sabi niya, he would, it, uh, it would sometimes cross his mind uh, to have Korean dramas and other foreign-made films and TV shows banned in the Philippines in a bid to boost Filipino-made shows. No? So, obviously, uh, that, uh, you know, again, triggered uh, a tempest in a teapot. No? Uh, <laughs> So marami nagsasalita ngayon na I think we all agree na may meron tayong problema sa industriya, na nahihirapan yung industriya. Ang tanong ngayon is what is the best way to help the situation, no? Is it through a, a much more aggressive approach whereby we have 
you know, a total ban or strict restrictions or a much more uh, revis- uh, protectionist approach or baka naman ang kailangan natin dito is a much more constructive and proactive approach na obviously kulang na kulang dito sa ating bansa. So let me get back to this issue because I think in fairness to the senator, I may, I may not agree with his uh, approach or I may, I may not agree with his supposed solution. No, Maybe this is not the best solution but I think he has at least highlighted a, a serious problem uh, dito sa Pilipinas uh, pagdating sa one of our key industries which is also very crucial to our sense of ourselves as a Filipinos a sense of pride dati ala naalala ko yung kabataan natin proud na proud tayo when we go abroad and people talk about Filipino movies even though ako mismo hindi masyadong fan ng mga movies na yan mamaya na tayo pupunta dyan but I'm just proud to see na other countries are you know paying attention to our culture seeing our culture in its own varieties among others now one of the first persons that actually uh, brought to my attention uh, etong ugat ng problema sa Philippine film industry eh. I actually see Pepe Jokno who's a, who's a very very high caliber caliber award winning director natin na nanalo naman kung ano anong awards uh, you know from Venice Festival among others so very high level of course he comes from the Jokno family mga matatalino yan uh, talagang it's, it's a really really high caliber family itself and kung panorin yung kanyang TED, kanyang TED Talk, no? TEDx Talks, uh, on YouTube, available yan for free. Ang title niyan is Who Killed Philippine Cinema? And here, in fairness kay Pepe Jokno, very nicely guys, he explains yung ugat ng problema. Paano, essentially, the fall and rise of the Philippine cinema. Yun ang ginawa niya dun. You, so he provided a historiographical, uh, historical, sorry, arc uh, of an uh, analytic arc at may kita na natin dito na a big factor in the decline of the Philippine cinema was not only lack of government support but also very high taxation, very high taxation rates, no? Na very much made it difficult for even good movies and successful movies to be able to continue yung projects nila. Not to mention many, many very, very smart, very, very smart scripts and writers really not making it to the mainstream uh, because kapos nga yung budget sa industry and they had a very hard time finding you know, sponsors among others dahil nga, tax is too high, there's no subsidy, there's no support. So, in that environment, a lot of very creative people either went fully into indie movies and do genius stuff once in a while. But as far as mainstream Philippine cinema is concerned, it really didn't have significant improvement over the years. If anything, nagkaroon siya ng decline. No? So I really suggest you guys watch yung TED Talk ni Pepe Jokno because he explains to you very well evidence-based, hindi CUDA-based, evidence-based, uh, isa sa mga problema sa ating bansa pagdating sa lack, not only lack of support, but also when it comes to punitive, uh, for instance, measures like high taxes that makes it very difficult. Now, to put things into perspective, as I said a while ago, yung success ng Korean industry doesn't come out of nowhere. Of course, Korean people are hardworking. Of course, they have very dynamic private sector, given that. But for anyone who bothers to actually understand political economy, understand industrial strategy, industrial policy, export strategy, Korea is a very successful case, not only in terms of manufacturing industry. They went from a feudalistic, oligarchic, backward agricultural society in 1950s, 60s, up until 1970s. And then they transformed into this global technological dynamo. One big reason was because yung kanilang gobyerno 
was very, very actively behind the development of what you call infant industries. Now, what happened in Korea was that in, from the 70s to the 90s, we were developing very much your manufacturing sector and slowly moving to technological sector. But one thing that happened, and I suggest you guys should read this article by NPR, among others. What happened is that after the uh, Asian financial crisis in the late 1990s, ang nangyari is that the Korean government, guys, actively supported new industries as a source of revenue generation. So in the late 19, uh, 1990s, ayon dito sa uh, report na yan sa National Public Radio, Asia went through a huge financial crisis. So South Korea's leaders decided to use music to improve its image and build its cultural influence, yung kanilang soft power. So the country's government poured millions of dollars into forming a Ministry of Culture with a specific department devoted to K-pop. So yung Ministry of Culture nila, meron silang specific department, the K-pop department, na nagbabuhos ng pera uh, dito to support uh, yung kanilang film and entertainment industry. This is the late 1990s, so more than two decades ago yan. Ayon sa isang Korean expert, it turns out that the Korean government treats its K-pop industry the way that the American government treats its automobile and banking industry, meaning uh, these are industries that have to be protected. So there was an element of active support by the government, right? Industrial policy via the cultural ministry and the K-pop department to really, really boost yung kanilang domestic industry. So just as in the Philippines, so while in the Philippines, bugbug yung mga domestic industries dun sa lack of government, not only lack of government support, but punitive taxes, or very high taxes relative to what's happening, as Pepe Jokna, among others, have explained, countries like South Korea, in the mean, in, in, meanwhile, have been actively supporting yung kanilang, uh, yung kanilang cultural uh, industry. No? So after two decades, a lot of hard work, a lot of dynamism in the private sector, but also millions of dollars that initially the Korean government invested and continue support since then, now we see Korea emerging as a global superpower when it comes to soft power and also when it comes to uh, to films, to, uh, to to music, boy band, etc. So the role of government should not really be forgotten here. And as I said, the government can help in so many different ways. Tax breaks, subsidies, uh, all sorts of different, for instance, preferential treatment or, or providing them, for instance, the venue or platforms to deal with world standard or world-class counterparts so that they can learn from them or to set up workshops to set up special trainings, to invite experts from other countries that are more successful. So all of these things were very, very important. Now, the good news is, as far as the Philippines is concerned, we also used to have our own time when we were on the top. We were one of the best in the world in Asia, one of the oldest in Asia next to Japan and India, for instance, in Philippines. So, for instance, we have to remember, guys, yung ating second golden age of Philippine cinema. So the first golden age, of course, we're, we're really looking at the early 20th century, Commonwealth era to early independent independence era but the second golden age happened of course during the martial law era so as the political situation became darker the artistic world actually was beaming with creativity and efforts to make sure na talagang hindi mamamatay ang kultura hindi mamamatay ang ang, ang, ang malayang pag-iisip so this was an era guys where we saw creative works by filmmakers uh, who would become auteur no? like super high level directors like Lino Broca Ishmael Bernal, Mike De Leon, Marilo Diaz Abaya, Kidla Tahimik, Eddie Romero. No, so we have all of these really high-level directors, among others, who really helped the Philippines to have its second uh, wave of success. No, so we had that, guys. Atima Kameta, we had that, and and 
the idea is we can still get there. And of course, these are some of the movies we're talking about here are, you know, like for instance, Ganito Kamen on, uh, so 1976. So this is the beginning of the second wave, and the second wave will continue way into the 1980s. Now, obviously, major luma na mga technology na mga movies na yan, and some of them, major, you know, they could uh, they could be endangered physically speaking. So in fairness, naman, my efforts in in the past years, up until now, thankfully, led by you know conglomerates, media outlets, especially ABS-CBN, no? Para ma-restore itong mga old movies natin, no? So, for instance, this is one effort by ABS-CBN. Uh, this is by Business Mirror, Business Mirror, I think. Uh, to restore, for instance, yung movie na Oro, Plata, Mata. So, this is the unrestored version you'll see on the left side. And then, the restored version you see on the right side. So, you can see gaano kalaki yung difference at improvement. And how much more audience-friendly, especially in our digital era, yung second version. Pwede na pang Netflix yan, di ba? So you can clearly see how important it is, guys, uh, to have really high-level investments in proper restoration. Hindi yung bara-bara restoration, but proper restoration to make sure yung mga movies natin ay anjan. No? So, so we saw that these efforts actually continue up until right now. Uh, yung mga classics natin, binabalik pa sa mga big screen, uh, thanks to efforts of different organization. Of course, kasama din dyan yung Philippine Development Council of the Philippines, FDCP, at yung National Commission for Culture and the Arts, NCCA. I think some of these organizations saw their budget actually potentially slashed right under the more recent administration. And then of course, more worryingly for some, we also saw what, of course, what happened to ABS-CBN itself. So as just as ABS-CBN was stepping up its efforts to uh, reviving ating industry uh, to create new movies. Uh, you know, Ang Probinsyano, very, very successful among others. Darna, I think, sa kanila din yan. Uh, and then, of course, restoring mga mas lumang versions ng mga movies natin from the golden era. Ito nangyari, na shutdown sila, di ba? So, obviously, that has had huge impact in terms of the momentum. In both creating new ones, uh, world-class, nice movies, among others, high-budget, high-caliber movies, high quality movies keeping the good actors actresses na hindi pupunta sa kabila at kung saan-saan or abroad diba uh, yung isa diba pumunta na sa abroad mag Hollywood na siya right uh, and of course apektado din siguro yung efforts nila to invest dun sa restoration ng mga old movies no? so what I'm saying is that my layers and layers of problematic policies or lack of constructive policies and that explains why bakit tayo nandito no? bakit tayo sa ganitong situation kung saan we have some people are, are may mga tao na sobrang desperate ang sinasabi nila siguro ban na lang natin of course we know that cannot happen there are many legal and political obstacles to that and of course that will remove competition I believe in competition I don't believe in complete protectionism etc that doesn't work but I, I do believe that some level of state support and subsidy tax breaks uh, will really be will, will really go a long way also restoration of old movies Philippine movies from the Golden Age era will bring will provide inspiration, confidence uh, to our uh, filmmakers. Could bring back yung pagmamahal ng ating mga consumers dun sa ating sariling produkto. And then of course, I said, siguro magkakaroon din siguro dapat ng mga quota systems that like we had, like we have in the case of France. So let me tell you a little bit also about France, not just uh, in the case of Korea. So, so as you know, the French are very very particular about the. Um, their cultural exceptionalism and, and, and making sure that they preserve that. So in fact, a few years ago, ito yung nanalo ng top movies sa, sa Hollywood, uh, you know, 
the French made a movie about Hollywood, right? <laughs> to kind of save their own. So France, uh, in fact, enlisted, France enlisted Hollywood to protect uh, l'exception uh, culturelle, no? Uh, so the French have a very strong policy in terms of protecting their dom domestic cultural industry because I need a lot in Hollywood. In fact, personally, from my own personal experience, you know, whenever I'm abroad, any country almost, Italy, Germany, Spain, whatever, uh, you know, Thailand, Vietnam, and I always hear American music, no? The, one of the few places that I did not hear American music all, all over the place or, or, or signs of American cultural powers and so far all over the place was actually in Paris, right? So, you know, thanks to, to the French government's proactiveness, although far from perfect, they have provided us alternative to Hollywood in the West. And thanks also to the Korean government's support for their own industry, we also have an alternative to telenovelas and Hollywood and France. We have our own Sariling Aten, Asian cultural superpower. But it should not stop there because we know that Thailand, Vietnam, uh, China, Many, many other countries are, Turkey, of course, Turkey is also a very, very big player. Pagdating uh, sa cultural diplomacy and cultural exports in places like the Middle East, India, the broader Islamic world, Eastern Europe, Balkans area, you know, Turkish movie do very well. There was this movie about Suleiman the Great uh, and his, you know, favorite wife. Uh, that was a super benta na, anong tawag dyan? Turkish novella, no? T-novella, right? So, in short, Let's go back to what we had. Let's take inspiration from that. Let's cherish what we had. Let's support efforts, including by ABS-CBN, uh, you know, National Commission for Arts, etc. Let's support all of these efforts. And at the same time, let's encourage our government to come up with mechanisms to reduce the tax burden uh, and also even provide subsidies para magboom itong uh, domestic industry natin. And nakikita natin guys sa Netflix, di ba? Nagta-trending na yung mga Filipino movies. At least among us Filipinos. I don't know about abroad yet. But that means na may laban yung mga Filipino movies if they're given a chance. Netflix is providing some opening, some new platform. But we definitely have to go beyond that if we want to really make a difference. Alright? So I'll keep it here. Maraming salamat sa ating mga kababayan, mga kaibigan. Thank you very much uh, dun sa inyong explanations. You can see again, na this is out of nowhere. My, my, a lot of background research ang nangyari dito bago tayo nagkaroon ng ganitong meta. So I really appreciate guys yung mga nanonood sa atin, yung mga nag-comment, nagbigay ng stickers, nagbigay ng stars. Let me show my appreciation and support for you guys. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Again, hindi ito out of nowhere. So you can see, may pagmamahal talaga tayo dito sa ating uh, bayan, including to our own cultural products. I think that's, that's very, very important. Kaya natin yan. We just have to Believe in ourselves and support our own, both as consumers, but also as as taxpayers and, and encourage our government to also support them. All right. So let me say thank you very much to stars and support, stickers on YouTube, etc. Please subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Please follow us dito para maganyo naman tayo na tuloy-tuloy itong mga efforts natin na more, uh, let's say, data-driven, talagang effort-ish research-driven analysis. Salamat kay Ma'am Jocelyn Lomberg as always, kay Riz Annie, kay Chris Mananakil, kay Jay Herrera, Jeremy Munar, Maria Elisa Fabio, Maria Gasataya. Salamat sa iyo. Thank you very much. Of course, we're doing our best here. Evangeline Bacos, Immortal Niliv, Michael Uy, Ma Matias. Yeah, thank you so much sa mga star and support nyo. Thank you rin sa mga na-comment sa atin sa YouTube, sa iba't ibang platforms natin dito. I very much appreciate it. Again, 
Hindi ito basta-basta. Komplikadong issue ito, guys. But let's try our best. Alright? Let's try our best to continue these this levels of discussion. So at least kay Senator Jingo Estrada, he brought to the fore a very serious issue. No? Now, we may not agree with the solution, but at least he highlighted the problem. And my point is, actually, there can be a solution here. And we have to draw the best lessons from more successful countries who have been able to build their own cultural identity and their creative industries against the onslaught of Hollywood hegemony. All right? Maraming salamat. Thank you very much, guys. Hasta mañana. Talk to you soon. And thank you very much for your support and love.